Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, it's your girl Candice Rice, aka Pimp Fry Rice from MTV's Flora Bama Shore, and I am on Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Um, I definitely want you to get this merch. Fall is here. You need your hoodies. You need your tees. You need your Henry masks with the Ivy Multimedia, Verbally Effective, A Difficult Beauty on them. So check them out right now at ivymultimediashop.com. Also, Hit that cash tag up on Cash App. You know, we have to pay the bills around here. That's cash tag Ina Esco, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. Big shout out to the Consortium MMT for allowing me to pod in this space today. Also, I want to shout out my team, Brandon, and also Patrick for, you know, helping me make this happen today. So I'm really excited because I am talking fashion today with a beautiful young lady who has it going on. She's been to New York Fashion Week. She knows her shit in the fashion game, okay? I am talking about Asia. Yes. She is the CEO, <laughs> and, you know, she's a fashion designer extraordinaire, and she's going to style me very soon. So that's what we're going to get to at the end of the pod today. How you doing, beautiful? I am doing really good. How yes. you doing today? I'm good, and you looking good, Thank honey. You. I have to do a little something for you. Yes, I see. <laughs> I see it all. I see it all. You know, we're going to start at the beginning. What part? I ain't even going to say what part of Memphis are you from. Where are you from originally? I'm from Memphis. Memphis. What part of Memphis? I grew up in Germantown. Oh, okay, Germantown. (laughs) I don't get a lot of Germantown, do I? Have y'all heard of Germantown? Okay, Germantown. How was that? It was was cool. I mean, I I moved out there. I actually moved from Fraser to Germantown when I was like seven years old. And from there, I was there all the way through high school. Were you into fashion when you were that young? Yes, I was. I actually got into fashion when I was five years old. You remember? Yes. I used to love them classic movies, the black and white ones. I used to watch it for the clothes. Really? Yes. My cousin Shauna is the one who actually introduced me to those movies. And from there, when I turned 13... That's when I had started making handbags out of repurposed jeans and wow. turn them into purses and sell them at school. So I was a little young entrepreneur. So you were slanging them bags I was. at school and they was buying them. They were buying them. What did they look like? I actually still have the first one that I ever made. It's a denim bag. I bleached it, tie-dyed it, added like um, 
studs and all oh, type of stuff on it. I'm a dazzle it out. I was <laughs> like, where you get that from? I was like, girl, I made this. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What did your parents think about, you know, your interest in fashion? They supported me. Like, my mom actually tricked me because I wanted a sewing machine. And she took me to Hancock Fabric. I don't know if you remember that. That was so long ago. I remember. My mom used to sew all the time. Did she? And I would be at, the, at, at Hancock with her looking at fabric, looking at... <laughs> You know, the patterns and everything. Yeah. So my mom took me up there. She told me it was to get my grandmother a sewing machine. I was like, what about me? I'm I'm trying to sew. I'm sewing by hand at this time with hand, mm-hmm. needle and thread making it. And she was like, uh, help me pick one out for her. And it ended up being for me. Wow. So you so picked your own out, really. I did. And what? how old were you? I was 13. So you've been actually sewing on the sewing. Like, you the real deal. I taught you myself how to sew at 13. Was it easy? Oh, it it, I'm not going to say it was hard, but I'm still learning every day. Yeah, because some patterns could be more complex than others. Yes, and I actually create patterns now. Like, at Ooh. first I was using patterns, and now I actually can construct the whole garment myself, like pattern making, all of it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow, at an early age. Okay. So, you did you go to Germantown High School? I did. So, what was Aisha doing at Germantown? I was styling and profiling. <laughs> dressed up every single day like everybody knew me for my clothes they was like she fashion yes that's it best Mm -hmm. dress they was like we gonna vote for you but you know I know who got it I know who know how that yeah Mm, Germantown I see Mm -hmm. Mm y'all wow so did you enjoy Germantown I did I actually that's where I met my my man that I'm with now we was friends for years so we didn't get together two years later oh y'all some Germanites I mean what's the mascot (laughs) in Germantown The Red Devils. Oh, yes, that sound right. Yeah. <laughs> that sound right. <laughs> okay, so after you graduated Germantown, what did you do? I actually left and moved to Atlanta to go to fashion school, but it didn't work out like that. What happened? It just, it just like everything. It was like all odds were against me. Like I had got an apartment out there. I was staying in Buckhead. And I was working part-time, rent still coming around, my dad trying to take care of that and and school, and it just didn't work out, so I ended up moving back home. Came back home. Why Atlanta? Why did you go to Atlanta? Because I thought that was, like, the scene to go to, and it was still close to home, but my first choice was always to go to Fidham in California, but mm. at the time, my, my parents weren't living there, and okay. so that's like, that's too far. LA gonna eat you up and spit you out, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll go to Atlanta. So Atlanta, how long were you in Atlanta? I stayed there for about a year, and this lady actually paid my rent. I met her in the parking lot. My truck won't start. It's crazy. My truck won't start. I met her. I was like, Lord, please let her come park next to me. And she parked next to me, and she got me a battery for my car. And I was telling her, yeah, I was telling her, I was like, I'm about to move back home, and my car not starting. And she was like, stay out here for a couple more weeks, and we'll I'll pay your rent for the rest of the year. And then, yeah, it a was... A stranger. Yeah, my mom was like, all right now. <laughs> she gonna try to get you. People. Yeah, she was like, she gonna get you. You better be careful. But it was nothing like that. Like, she actually had her own real estate business. Oh, my. And she owned a lot of property. God sent her to you. He did. Wow. So you stayed a little longer. I stayed a little longer. And then I ended up moving back. Okay, so when you came back, what I, happened? I ended up going to the University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I ended up moving. So I had my daughter... So much stuff happened between me. I had my daughter. She's 13 now. Wow. 
And I ended up moving to California because my dad had moved out there. So what made moving. your daddy move out there? He actually worked for this company. He actually went out there and helped them open up the distribution center for San Francisco. So he ended wow. up going there. So I was like, this is my opportunity to go out there. So you went to Cali. I went to Cali. And what what happened when you got there? Oh, my God. Like, I've always worked in the jewelry industry on the side. And so I basically was out there working in jewelry, still trying to break into the fashion industry, trying to figure out my niche in the fashion industry. And so from there, I ended up having my son. And I just I had a lot of, like, trials and tribulations throughout, you know, throughout all of it. And yes. then so many times I wanted to give up. But it would be like something that would come to me or a person would come to me. It's like it was confirmation from God because they would come to me and say, you know, your time is coming. Like, don't give up. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah. So you said you really started in jewelry, too. You, you, I work, you, yeah, you I worked jewelry. in jewelry for 15 years. I actually was designing jewelry okay. in Oakland, California. And that part was super, super fun. Like, I really enjoyed designing because we actually had master craftsmen that actually create the piece. So I would research and find all the pieces needed, mm-hmm. order everything, and they'll make it for us. Wow. I'm talking about real deal design. Yeah, it was real deal. Like, the owner, he'd been in business for, like, 38 years, and he wins the award every year for his for his designs. Wow. So when you design jewelry, are you working with, like, the different metals mm-hmm. and all of that? Like, I have to know everything. Like, I know so much stuff about, like, metals, diamonds, gemstones, mm-hmm. everything. Like, just, it's been a long time. Yeah, 15. It's been 15 years that I worked in jewelry. Wow. So what's your five, jewelry or clothing? Clothing. <laughs> clothing all day. But they do go hand in hand. They do. <laughs> Because you need something to complement everything that you wear. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Went to Cali. Mm-hmm. And San Fran? I was actually working in Oakland. Oakland. Mm-hmm. How was the Oakland scene? Tell me about Oakland, girl. I liked Oakland. Everybody used to be like, uh, it's rough in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm from Memphis. I ain't scared of being in <laughs> What did they say when you said you from Memphis? People love... Oh, my God, I really? love Memphis. Yes, like one know. of my coworkers, she's like, I just visited Memphis. And I was like, really? She's like, I love it there. I was like, do you really? She's Dang like, yeah, girl. she said she would move here. They that's want some of that uh, hospitality. Yeah, they, she said that's what she really liked because yeah. they are rude out there. They're rude? Yeah, they don't talk. They don't talk. You know how, like, we see somebody and speak, they don't do none of that. So, like, you just mind your business out there. Everybody head down and they phone. And they phone. Ain't nobody talking to nobody. Just... But you made a lot of connections. I did. I did. I actually, I guess by me having that Southern hospitality, people always were like drawn to me and I would always wear my clothes to work. Mm -hmm. So people would be like, oh, I want to work. I want to work with you. I want you to create something for me. So that's my way of networking myself. Wow. So you were getting clients out there. Oh, Okay. Okay. But you moved back to Memphis. I did. Why? COVID. (laughs) COVID happened. That's what happened. That's what brought me back. Yeah. Like, my man came and got me, and I said it just made more sense because rent is stupid expensive out there. But what you get... West Coast? East Coast? You don't get nothing for your money. Like, you be out there paying $3,000, $4,000 rent, and you only have two bedrooms and one bath. I've seen it. And a square space might not even be a 1,000 square feet, so it's... Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. So, like, a million-dollar home out here is huge, it's, but out there, that ain't nothing. No, it's nothing. It's like, nothing, literally. Yeah, like, where I worked at, those homes were million-dollar homes, but it looked just like Midtown. Yes. <laughs> so, it's That's like, crazy. it's crazy. Yes. Wow. And mm. they say they don't need all this space. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. We yeah. like this space. That's in crazy. The south, yeah. 
And and nothing has changed with that. Like Mm-mm. that's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now what I do know is that you were recently, you know, showing off your fashions at New York Fashion Week. Yes. Oh Tell me about how that all came together. And, you know, I want some uh, behind the scenes, too. Okay. So, it's crazy because I was contacted to do New York Fashion Week last year, like, around January. And then COVID happened. And so, I was like, well, Lord, when it's time, it's time. So, then someone contacted me in December of last year and was like, they found me on Instagram. Like, everyone who finds me, they find me on Instagram. To what do, the do they say when you get that phone call to come to New York Fashion Week? How does that conversation It go? was like, we seen your work and we would love for you to showcase with us. And then at that point, you tell them, like, they'll send over, like, packages for you to select to, you know, for you to pay. Girl. And it's, it's expensive. Is it? It can it can be very expensive. Like what's that like range? What what are we talking? About? <laughs> Anywhere from a thousand to like twenty five thousand. Wow. Yeah, it's expensive. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were contacted. You was like, I'm coming. I said, I'm coming this time. It's time. <laughs> I was like, it's time. Ain't nothing, nothing gonna stop this this time. So, mm-hmm. I, they contacted me. They sent over all the information. I went ahead and paid, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this because they include your models, your makeup artists, everything. So I'm like, I had to source nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's the benefit of it. And then from there, like I started working on my collection. Like I bought everything. I want to say it was like February. I started flying back and forth to LA to buy fabric, and then by May I started sketching everything out. And then oh, July, you I do. It. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I sketched everything out, and then July I created the collection in two weeks. Wow! Like I sit literally set up and sold all day and all night. And if you could machine. describe it, what would, how would you describe your collection? I would say my collection is super vibrant. Very, I feel like it's timeless, but it has like an '80s feel, and that's where Memphis came from because I was like, Memphis is my hometown, and as I was doing my research. I came across Memphis Design, and it was this print that I'm wearing. I'm like, yes, oh, that's, this is that's it. the vibe you're giving me too. That '80s feel, vibrant. Yeah. That's pretty. And so, as I told you, like my middle name, which is Asia, it stands for alive, and that's what I want to create pieces that actually like bring you to life, and you know, you feel energetic, just high energy when you put it on. And so, that's where the collection came about. Wow. So how was it? Like, how was that whole experience in New York Fashion Week? It is not for the week. It's not. Look, girl, because I was on my phone just scrolling on Instagram. (laughs) Like, ooh, that's cute. Ooh, they was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not for the week, though. Why you Behind the scenes, like, it's so much that goes on backstage between models, designers, you know, garments may come apart it's just almost it's so much stuff and then you have so many different people you know they people who've never done fashion shows uh, let alone new york fashion week it's like they expecting everything to be like in order i was like it don't work out like that Mm because i've done la fashion week i did that back in 2014 Mm -hmm. and i was like i was preparing for like all the chaos and stuff and And it happened it did. Like the, I was supposed <laughs> to show two days. I only ended up showing one. Why? Because one of the other designers had got us so got so behind. We was like five, six hours behind schedule. No, ma'am. Yeah. Mm. But that second day, I showed up. You showed up and to, showed I had out. to show up and show it. I even switched clothes and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
are you gonna walk out with us? The models, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna come out at the end. They was like, you need to walk and show your piece. I was like, they'll see you when I step out. Okay, girl, <laughs> I'm making my grind on strong. Yes. That's y'all job. Mm-hmm. Wow. So did you make a lot of connections in New York? I did. I made a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. I actually met a lot of people out when I was in Times Square because I was wearing my, I had a dress on. It's it's an 80s inspired print too and people were stopping me about that and so I was making connections there making connections at the events I went to the 44 the club how was I mean, that how I was... had so much fun you saw J&B there no I didn't see no. them they was in, I think they were somewhere in Italy <laughs> <laughs> from Mykonos probably they uh, probably was, yeah, was but like, it was cool but it was so cool I really really enjoyed myself oh wow I love New York I haven't been there in so long but when I used to go, oh Lord, I love New York. It's Did just that was my first time ah, going. Was it? Yes. You going back? I know. I, I actually have a show coming up in February. Really? Yes, I'll be showcasing again. <gasps> okay, so tell me the deets. So we he hasn't gotten the date yet because we have to wait for the CFDA to give you the date. But I'll actually be I know it'll be February. So once I get the date I'll be able to let you know. And then I also have a show coming up in California in February. Look too. at you on a roll. Yeah. So where do you wanna take your brand? What 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 do you wanna see? Long time. I want to be on a global platform. Mm-hmm. Like I wanna be all across the world, not just here in the US. I wanna be globally known for my fashion. Mm-hmm. And I actually plan on releasing a men's collection in the spring. Look at you. With my boo. Yeah, we're going to do a collection together because I actually created an outfit for him to wear for New York Fashion Week and I created one for me too. And we wore it and we got so much good feedback. What does his look like? I have to show you. It's like the super vibrant. Okay. It's actually like a... Um, Kind of like a bomber jacket mm, with the, uh, with the um, bucket hat to go with mm-hmm. it. But it's like super, It's it was super neat. Like the print was just crazy. Like oh, wow. people on the street was like, I love that. Where'd yeah. you get it? And I'm like, I designed it. I made See? this. It's my card. And then you know all of the elements of designing. You yes. do the sketching. You know the fabrics. You yes. know, patterns, all, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the jewelry, too. Yeah, so I can put you some jewelry together. You know, like, hey, you need that? I can sketch mm-hmm. that up for you, too. Because I used to ask pencil and paper mm-hmm. up there sketching. Wow. Now, do you get into, like, you know, the big names, the Gucci, the Pradas? Is that you? Are you one of those girls? <laughs> or you just need a few pieces and you good? Or? I'm not. Like, I yeah. liked it. Like, when I was young, growing up, that's what inspired me. Like, I actually dreamed about working for this company named Escada, and I had never even heard of them. So I don't know if this from in the works with the Lord later on. Mm-hmm. But I was 13, and I had a dream, and I looked them up, and I was like, this is a luxury brand. Like, I didn't know nothing about them. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i into it, but I, I don't want to spend the money on it. Right. I can create something better. Right. And these gals is spinning that shit. I know. And they all got the same shit. Like, I know. That's like I got friends. Everybody like, I got to have this. And I'm like, you and everybody else. They got all the same bags. Yeah. And then we step out together and she be like, everybody said something to you about your stuff. That's Because it's I different. Got. Right. <laughs> right. Ain't nothing like that originality. Yeah. I got wow. stopped on the way in here. I bet you did. I, I bet did. She's like, oh, the outfit is giving Walking me Walking down Main. Yes. Coming up. Yes. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I was like, thank you. (laughs) Now, who are some of your inspirations in the fashion world? Mm, As far as, like, designers or... Designers and you like their style. Ooh, okay. So, I'm trying to think. I really don't be watching nobody. You know, you be doing your own thing. I just be in my own world. (laughs) Pretty much, like, it's a lot of celebrities that I would like to dress, Mm -hmm. but... 
don't really. I just be in my own world sewing because I'm a mom too. So I yeah. got my two kids. So I be focused. Do on. you make them clothes? I do. Like I actually just made my daughter a outfit for her birthday. We was matching. I bet that was cute. Mm, and unapologetically, what's it? Unapologetically Memphis. Mm-hmm. They posted it on their Instagram. I'm going to check it yeah. out. It's so cute. Like, she had a bucket hat with her pleated skirt. It's the Memphis print. So, the bucket hats are in. It, it's the thing now. You know what? I was just looking online at a, a pink Prada bucket hat. I seen. I know exactly what you're You know which one? Know. And you mm-hmm. know why I was looking at it? Uh, what's Waka Flocka girlfriend name? Tammy. She had one on, and I was like, "That's cute." I said, "Let me go see how much that costs." I'm like, "Shit!" Yeah. <laughs> like, but it was cute though. It, it's cute. It drove me the product to with it now in those pastel colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So them buckets. Say, I need to get a bucket hat for yeah. the fall. I can make you one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Let's one. talk about fall trends. What's hot and what's not anymore? I, you know we. We're going to get the mustard colors, that burgundy, and that olive green. They're going to do it to death every fall. You say no. No, because I still like color in the fall. Okay. okay. So I like to do, like, I have a, a, a pop of color somewhere. I don't care what season it is. Okay. Because, like, a lot of the pieces I created were velvet, but they were hot pinks and yellows. Mm. So it's like you're still going to be warm, but you be cute stepping mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Would you wear white? You, do you do the white? Whenever? I do white. Whenever. I don't care about, you know, I don't care about, uh, what's that, Labor Day? I don't, yes. Like, I'm step out if I want Like, where did it come from? I don't know. Because you wearing your I'm white. I'm wearing white. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what? I can see you working with some of these big celebrities and dressing them because, you know, listening to your story is so similar to Rich Fresh story. It like, is. how he started, and it was he said he started making bags first. It's always something else. And then it always evolves, it evolves. Does. And then you move, and then you get it, the connections, and then here we go. Yes. Everything keep. Yes, because he in L.A., so mm-hmm. it's so many people out there. And when I showcased out there, I made a lot of connections with stylists. Like, it's some celebrity stylists that seen the pieces that I created for the show that I'm going to create some stuff for them to get on some of their clients. So I'm trying to step it on up. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. And you know, I know you're a Memphis girl at heart, but I kind of feel like New York might take you away from us. You know what? My daddy said that he was like, <laughs> "I think you're gonna end up in New York." Now I said, "Yeah," but this lady, when I was in Vegas, she told me that I was gonna be a really big fashion designer in San Francisco. Mm. So I was like, "Maybe you I'll could be, be bi coastal." <laughs> See, that's what I be saying. Yes, especially in that industry, right? Yes, yes. What do you think about my home, my summer home? (laughs) Yes. Look, what's the the, uh, Martha's Vineyard in New York? Yes, that's what my friend she called me Martha uh, Stewart all the time because I like cooking a lot too. Do you? Yes. What's your favorite dishes? I be making so much stuff. Let me think because I do a lot of like jerk chicken. Oh, you like it spicy? I like spicy stuff, yes. And oh my God, I love Mexican food too. So we doing some everything. And my daughter, she actually, we actually cook something. I have her cook something every week. Mm -hmm. She find her recipe and Mm -hmm. she cook it every week. That's good. Look, we got to teach these girls and these boys how to cook. Yes. Yes. Because my son, he's going to learn too because his daddy can't cook. His daddy can't cook. No. Look, most of them can't, but I'm glad mine can. Oh, you lucky. I'm old country boy, baby. You oh. know how to fry that chicken. You know how to fuck chops. Don't play. That's how you got to be. Oh. That's all I'm saying. He can fry some fish. That's it. And it's good. I get mm-hmm. it, but that's, that's his dish. 
That's his dish. That's his go-to. That's his go-to. Wow. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What do you think about the Memphis fashion scene? What does that look like to you? Is uh, there one? And if it is, what does it look like? To me, I feel like the Memphis scene is so clicky, like clickish. It's hard to say. And it's crazy because it's so much talent from Memphis, and I see, like, a lot of great people that design clothes from out of Memphis, but as far as, like, the, I would say everything kind of clicker, they're just more trendy, Mm -hmm. is what I would say. More trendy on trend versus, like, different. Yeah, the trends. I see the trends, Mm -hmm. the trends. Even on social media, the trends. The trends. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, I I want you to say your name correctly for everyone on the Verbally Effective podcast. I know I got it right a little bit, but I want you to say it again and tell me what it means again. So my name is Aisha. Aisha. Yeah, I was calling her Aisha. (laughs) Everybody do. It's okay. okay. Aisha, and what does that mean again? It stands for a live or lively woman. Wow. And your parents said her name is Aisha. Yes. And you are living up to that name. I am. I had to research. I was like, what does my name even mean? Let me Google it. Because my mama said she found it on a movie. Really? Yeah. I don't even know what movie. She didn't even say, but yeah. Girl, I am so proud of you. You you seem like you are making a lot of leaps and bounds in this fashion world. And I look forward to working with you because, you know, one of the things we kind of talked about before we started the podcast was with COVID underway, you know, we've been in the house. We don't feel our prettiest anymore. Mm-hmm. And I used to run and run and run. And now I'm feeling some kind of way when I, I put them on at the closet. I'm like changing 50 times. Oh, yes. Like, how can we get over this? We got to get on out there. <sighs> It's hard. I know. Because me, myself, like, if I'm at home, I be in sweats. That's me. <laughs> so if that's you catch me, me out. If if I got a bottom on. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, know, look, I might just have a, a tie, a little long tie. Yes. Th- and then the kids be looking at me like, Mama, you still got that on when they get home from yes. school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I be at the machine looking just like that with my hair wrapped yes. up. Yes. So it's hard right now. Yes. But, but I bet them folks at Fashion Week, they they weren't looking hard for them. No, uh-uh, not at all. Like, everybody was together. Look, I was together. My whole team was mm-hmm. together. I was like, we, we got this. We mm-hmm. got this. Because yes. my, my friend, she's like a sister to me. She was like, girl, I had to go ahead and step it up for you for this show. But she was like, you know, I'm be, especially yeah. since COVID happened, she, mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> wow. So you got the uh, show coming up again in February. February. So that's going to be really hot. I, I hope you make all the connections you're looking for. You Thank get those you. clients you want. You become global. Yes. We're going to be, you know, you talking about Escada, we're going to be like, Aisha. Yes, yes. Aisha. My man, he always say that that name sound like it's some real expensive. I was yes. like, we on our way. Yes. We on our way. My daughter, she keep me encouraged all the time, too. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And she probably going to follow in your footsteps. I hope so. Be your number one model. Too. That's what I would love for her to model because she's just the right size mm-hmm. for modeling and everything. She got the look. Mm-hmm. She just shy. She's shy. Mm-hmm. She'll break on out of it. Is she, is she into fashion, too, right now? She is. Mm-hmm. But she's more into, like, she like more sporty looks. Mm-hmm. I'm like more dressy stuff. She likes sporty, but I kind of been like kind of changing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You dressing like me now?" I mm-hmm. said, "Emma, okay." 
Mm-hmm. So was she like the J's? And the yeah, hoodies? she like J's hoodies, little tracks. That's what these kids like. Yeah, like I be ordering her stuff from Zara because mm-hmm. that's who she like. They little. Uh, the little jackets, the crop jackets, and the sweatpants. It's everything crop right now. It is. I don't want to show that. <laughs> <laughs> I be trying to enhance those, you know, like, okay. let's them areas and enhance yes. other areas. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. honey. Wow. Well, I want you to give everyone all of your social media handles and how they can continue to follow Aisha's journey. Okay, so you can follow me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Aisha.apparel. That's A-Y-E-S-H-I-A dot apparel. Uh, and you can also um, find me on my website and subscribe at Aisha.com. And, you know, that's about it. Yes. Well, <laughs> I hope, you know, um, everybody tuning in, I want you to check out Asia's Fashions. I mean, she is looking so lovely here today. Thank you. And I really need a stylist, and I hope she could hook I me got up. You. <laughs> and, you know, kind of help with my confidence right now because it's really, like, gone to shit lately. But I, got you. I do like to dress up and be pretty and feel good yeah. and feel a little sexy. So I got you. You got me. I got you. Yes. Okay. When you well, step into I... the peach, you're gonna be like, yes, yes, because <laughs> yes, I got some hosting gigs coming oh, up, so baby. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I gotta be on point. But I really appreciate you, Asia. Yes, that's it. I'm saying you it said good. It right. I said yeah. it good. I really appreciate you, Asia Smith, for joining me today. I actually saw you on the news, and I was like. I gotta get in touch with her. I was like, producer, producer, help Aww. me. Yes, yeah, <laughs> thank so you. I I love your journey, and um, I know a lot of people out there are probably into fashion right now mm-hmm. and are very inspired. Um, by, you know, you actually get into the point where you're at New York Fashion Week right now. Yes, and beyond. Yes, so it, that's a big deal. It is, and I was like, little old me. Yes, and people was like, I want to hear your story, and I'm like, okay. And it makes me feel good that I I can, you know, I just tell people, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Don't give up on yourself. Yeah. Now, would you say the fashion world is something that's very hard and cutthroat to be involved in? It is. Have you experienced that? Yeah, you have have to have tough skin. And that's why you need to figure out what your niche is, especially going into it. Because if you're doing everything, the same thing that everybody else is doing, it's going to be even harder for you. Because Mm -hmm. what is it that sets you apart from them? So you yeah. got to really focus on what is my purpose in doing this. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all heard what this lady just said. So <laughs> make sure, you know, stay original. If you like something that somebody else don't, who cares? That's what I be telling my son yes. all the time. Do you, boo? Yes, that's what it's about. Yes. And that's like you, you make said, more. you know, this Memphis saying it's a lot of trends. And I be seeing everybody with the same thing on. Yes. And if it's designer, it's like everybody <sighs> got the same designer thing on. Yep. So... We need some pops of colors in. I got yeah. you on it. Look, yes. I, I brought it to the city. That's why I named it after my hometown. It's like, it only makes sense. Yes, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today, pretty lady. Oh, I look for forward to me. working with you. Yes, and I wish you nothing but more success. Thank you. More clients, more all of those things. And thank you guys for tuning in today to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. You guys could be anywhere in the world, but you are on here with these fashionistas today, (laughs) baby. Make sure you check out the website, verballyeffective.com. Also, follow all of the social media handles, Ina Esco, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. You know, drop a, a, a cool 20 on my cash app. For this production, hashtag Ina Esco, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. Get that merch, ivmultimedia.com. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in today.